Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. It's been one of those long days after a long weekend. So, um, and again, um, you know, I just wanted to make reference to, you know, it was Memorial Day weekend. Oh, it yeah. wasn't just a long weekend. Um, so I know that that got a lot of attention on the news this week. Um, but this weekend, yeah, with oh. the vice president not recognizing mm. our troops and our veterans. So um, we do want to recognize all of those who did dedicate their lives and uh, remember them as this you know, past weekend went by. So um, yeah, should I stay or should I go now? That's that, tonight's show. That's the tonight show. Yeah. So um, that's the tonight show. That's the tonight show. That's the tonight show. I know I was, as the song was playing, I was like, oh, um, I hope people don't think that like we're just not on and they're just going to play a bunch of music because yeah. it started from the beginning of the song, but we're here. Um, so again, you are talking uh, talking to, you're talking to us. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace. I'm here with the one, the only Sharon McNamara. Hello. Hello. And Mary Baker. I made it. You made it. Yeah. She said that she was going to come on on two wheels, but she came, on two on, wheels. <laughs> she came in on all four. So that's great. With five mm-hmm. minutes to spare. <laughs> um, tonight, we are going to be talking um, about should I stay or should I go? So that means should I stay in my home that I currently own or should I go? Meaning should I sell and potentially buy something else or 
arrange a new living situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go through the pros and cons of, of, of both and what our suggestion would be in today's sort of market, crazy market, mm-hmm. ever-changing. Um, we do have a special guest co-host tonight. I was going to say, who's going to yeah. intro Marley? <laughs> oh, well, you you let everybody know. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. go ahead. Introduce our, our one and only over here. We have the fa- world-famous um, Marley McNamara. Marley who, Bella. Who's Sharon's mm. Frenchie joining us um, yeah. on Facebook. Me Marley we Bella. Just, we just yeah. thought of it. I love she, my Marley. She spent the day with us, so she's an honorary co-host yeah. tonight. I was having my house painted by Senna Painting. He does a fabulous job, but they were doing all the ceilings and all the walls because I've been doing some renovations at my house. And Mary told me the other day when I had her and Melissa over for dinner last Thursday that, yeah, yeah, I like it. But like <laughs> now, like your trim looks grungy. And then I didn't sleep a wink. But the I next didn't day, say grungy. I said it looked yellow. Melissa, Mary said it. Oh, you said grungy. I don't know if I said grungy. Well, I, that's what I, you meant. That's probably what How I meant. How much though? had we had at that point? <laughs> Enough for you to tell the truth, but I had the I had the painters there the next day painting it chintilly lace. So, we but I a, heard you say today that you actually start like it, it's feeling like yeah, it's coming together yeah, and, and it, it looks good. Yeah, so I really do. honestly it's the best policy, and this is why. <laughs> well, you know what? This is a great segue because Sharon, you have decided to stay. Yes, you are not gonna go from your house. Mm -hmm. So you are making the changes that you want to see in your house Mm -hmm. because you know that you're going to be there for the long run. So I actually started off our little uh, thing over here as stay. So I know we're real estate agents. We're supposed Mm -hmm. to be helping people sell their houses, but Sharon, Mm -hmm. you yourself are going to stay in your home and not sell. Um, but you have also talked a couple people out of selling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just recently because you have done that. You've done it. And I've now I've been here officially for five years, but you've done it a number of times mm-hmm. um, because you're just honest with people. So why don't you sort of give your thoughts on, you know, why you do tell people yeah. you should stay where you are. Were you maybe, I was just going to say maybe what some of the considerations are when you're when yeah. you're telling them. And too, I want to make sure that we do give the phone number because Ben is in studio tonight at WATD 781-837-4900. So if you want to ask us any questions, whether it has to do with this topic or another real estate topic, or if you just want to say, hey, hey, um, and say hello to us, we are here tonight. So uh, feel free to give a call. We are also on Facebook. So you can find us on McNamara Broker Team on Facebook. So you can see us and our studio and you can see little Miss Marley Bella and uh, you can also text 781-294-4848. That's my cell phone. So if you have any questions, let us know. We are here to help and eager to do so. (laughs) I'm just like looking at Marley and and she's just so quaintly sitting on Sharon's lap for anybody who's not watching and just kind of like very much quiet, a part of the show. If my Mm. dog was in here, the world would be ripped (laughs) apart. That's well, that's how Grace is too. Grace is upstairs sleeping. Remember when she disconnected us from the radio show? (laughs) She She came in for a millisecond and she came and pulled one plug and we're like, okay, we're dead. (laughs) So, um, so my consideration, you know, when I'm, when we're talking to people, you know, that are thinking about buying a home and selling a home, trying to do it simultaneously or one or the other, I really do feel that my job is about to give them the best information so they can make the best decision for Mm -hmm. themselves. So whether that, and I tell you this to people all the time, I'm going to be meeting, I met with somebody on Saturday. I'm going to have an analysis with him on Friday here in the office. 
And he's just sort of considering it. He just doesn't know which way he wants to go. And I said, well, if you decide not to sell, I'll give you my honest opinion. But I, you know, I respect that you're not going to sell. But my job is really to help you get to that that decision making process. And, you know, I, th- I do think, you know, a lot of people know when our listeners know we get a lot of our listeners that call us and a lot of referral work. And I think it is based on that honesty of, you know, when is the right time to go and when isn't. And I've talked many people out of doing it. I was like, why would you bother? So uh, for me, and I would say for, you know, for both myself and Mac probably feel the same way, you know, we are in the same house since 1992. We bought um, the property for $137,500, and we have a lot of equity in it, especially what's going on in the market right now. We've done a lot of improvements. We did an addition uh, that included like a big, like a sunken family room with our master above it and another bathroom. Always kept it three bedrooms. We added the pool, the cabana. We just added a three-car garage a couple of years ago. So we've been doing improvements all along. And one thing that's important to me, but not so important to Mark, is keeping up cosmetically with what is current, you know, because I am living in it. I do want to enjoy it. And I don't want to, you know, a lot of houses we go into like from, you know, maybe like the 50s, 60s, you know, the generation of you don't fix it if it isn't broken. So you go into these homes that have, you know, the the green and avocado uh, green and avocado, the yeah. harvest pink. gold. Yeah. Pink, Pepto-Bismol pink. Oh, yeah. mint colored. Yeah. yeah. Like all those colors. And for me, I want to enjoy my home when I am home. Mm-hmm. So that's why right now we did decide to do a little bit or big it ended up being a bigger renovation on the kitchen. And I just wanted to switch out my cabinets and paint my I'm my what? I changed out my Your countertops. Countertops to quartz and painted our cabinets. So we did all white cabinets and then the gray island, which then it snowballs into something else. Yeah. Right. So now we're painting all the walls and I said, might as well do the ceilings because we haven't done those in years and we might as well update all the trim because Mary and Melissa said it looked dirty. And (laughs) I said it looked yellow. Yellow. (laughs) But so on that point, just real quick, not to jump in. The same, you just said it like a chasing a snowball downhill. Once you mm. start to take on one major renovation like that, it yeah. is kind of like you can't, mm-hmm. you almost have to do everything. So that tends to be why we don't advise our clients exactly. to make those same mm-hmm. because you you just nailed it on the head. You're going to live in the house. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to be there to reap the benefits and of mm-hmm. the renovation. So it makes sense that you would do all of those things. Mm-hmm. But once it's a, like opening a can of worms, you know, mm-hmm. like once you start Sorry, to change I out the countertops. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. okay. Siri. Is that my watch? Somebody's That's watch. Um, but I also think, you know, if I was deciding to sell it, I'm sorry to cut no, you no. off, but if I was going to sell it, my kitchen, the way it was, was, was perfectly fine. fine. I mean, it was granite. Yeah. When did you do your kitchen before? 15 years ago. Yeah. But so. it was very Tuscany style and, you know, darker countertops and, you know, the darker wood cabinets, which was, a re- it's a really nice kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, but it isn't what I wanted right now, yeah. you know? So that's why I did it. I think, um, and I put it on our agenda to talk about tonight, but I think one of the first things that you have to ask yourself is what, is, what are the reasons for wanting to move? So is it because you don't like your kitchen? Okay, so 
are, is, is it, would it be more cost effective to mm-hmm. maybe make those changes instead of purchasing a whole new house? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so right sizing because of lifestyle, that could be, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you went from the four bedroom colonial, now your children are all grown and all that stuff. And now you want, you know, single level living, you know, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a right sizing, uh, because of your lifestyle, you know, do you want to change the scenery? So are you moving because you don't want to live in the town anymore? You want to live in an out of state. We have a few clients leaving mm-hmm. and going to out of state, mm-hmm. you know, um, and something that you, you know, you sort of talked somebody out of selling is because they were going to be looking for the house that they already have. Yeah. So they're, they're looking for, they were, I think they were living in a ranch maybe or so, no, somebody living in a um, Cape, but she really wanted, it was a, you know, a senior couple. It was one of our clients, mom uh, that, you know, was referred to us. And she just wanted to let, you know, she wanted a first floor bedroom, which makes total sense. So I suggested, well, why wouldn't you just use this front to back living room? And it had doors on it and everything. Why don't you just use this as your bedroom? And she's like, well, there's a fireplace in there. And I was like, that's okay. She goes, well, that's my favorite room in the house. And I was like, well, you just told me you don't use it. And P.S. in my head, I was like, I see cobwebs. So I clearly know that you're not in here. Like it was like one of those rooms you don't touch, but it's like, that's not useful, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, so you might as well use it for that. And I gave her some great ideas, a little sunroom off of it, like make that your sewing room. And then, you know, you have your own little, you know, your own little palace that you can yeah. go to. But, you know, in order for, you know, somebody in their late 70s, early 80s to consider taking on the task of selling your house in order to buy exactly what you have, it doesn't make any sense. No, especially in today's, in today's world. Yeah. I feel as if, um, you really have to be prepared for the mm. long for the long term, and it can be very taxing and very stressful for mm-hmm. both buyers and sellers right now, looking at what the future is going to bring. Mm-hmm. And I do think when you're talking about lifestyle change, I can see that uh, one of my besties, Karen Monroe, is actually listening. Hello, Karen. Love you. Mean it. Uh, it was great to see you on uh, Saturday or whatever day that was. Um, you know, for her, she lives in the city right now. Her husband, Sean, works at City Hall. So he was one of those Boston employees that has to live in the city, you know, mm-hmm. for so many years. I think he's, you know, tenured into that right now. So they could move outside of the city. Um, she doesn't know, but Sean told me while we were at the party the other night, the graduation party for which Karen and I have um, a, where we have, we're godmothers to the same boy, Bryce. Um, so, but her reason for like, she would love to leave for a couple of reasons right now. She will do really well on the sale of her property in the city. She has a two family, um, and hers is first and second, uh, second and third floor for one. Um, she would make a lot of money on the sale of her house. Mm -hmm. So that was a good reason for her to leave because she'd also like to get out of the city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the other thing is, is that there are so many buyers out there that are um, buying emotionally. So, you know, you would have to be prepared to emotionally purchase a, a house. So that's maybe going over asking, maybe waving things that, you know, you wouldn't typically wave um, in a different market. But right now, this is sort of the, the reality that we're living in. Um, and we've been talking about this for quite a few <laughs> shows now. Um, but I feel like, you know, I don't know. You just, you have to, you have to sort of be strong-minded right yeah, now. You have to mentally prepare yeah. for the market that you're going into. And it's not, 
it's not as simple. And I remember from previous shows, like a couple of years ago, we would talk about, we can absolutely help you buy and sell at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you sell your house and we're going to help you find one. And, you know, having a suitable housing contingency and a home sale contingency, it works. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit of a deterrent, mm -hmm. but it works. Yeah. And well, now it still we're, works. it still works, but now we're in a market where it's a lot harder to get it. Accepted. It's a lot harder to get it accepted. Um, and there's just, you have to be willing to go above and beyond even what other people are, are willing to do. If you have a home sale contingency, you have to like mm -hmm. hit the, hit the ball out of the park. You have to hit it like a home run instead. <laughs> yeah. It, it can't just be competing in one aspect. It has to be a home run in all other aspects. Well, another question that you have to ask yourself is, do you have anywhere to go? So if you did decide to sell, you know, and you didn't want that home sale contingency because you wanted a, to get an accepted offer pretty quickly. Um, would you, you know, do you have somewhere you can go? Do you have family, friends, anybody to stay with? Do you, um, oh yeah, um, Michelle, um, uh -huh. do you have mm -hmm. any, you know, any places to stay, whatever? But we do have a caller. Um, we have Michelle Fay. She is a full time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Mary. Hello, Sharon. Hi. Hey, I, I felt like she was going to forget me. <laughs> and Marley. Yeah, and Marley. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. And um, I know that you spoke with Melissa about what uh, what you want to discuss tonight. So I know that you have a new listing on the market that you want to talk about. But we thought it sort of brings sort of full circle awesome. what we're talking about. Yeah. So maybe yeah. Michelle, I don't know if you've been listening, but we're, we're talking about should I stay or should I go? The pros and cons of both. Um, but so maybe we can get your insight on that. But I know you wanted to talk about your new listing here in Pembroke. Um, you've been working with these, uh, the, they were buyers and now they're sellers uh, for quite mm -hmm. some time. So why don't you, um, you sort of give everybody the scoop on your new listing here in Pembroke? Yes. Um, so I have a new listing on 12 Cynthia Ave. It's a ranch-style home that's um, one-level living. It's awesome. It's um, meticulously been maintained and um, been fully updated with a um, new um, addition put on. They have um, three bedrooms, well, four, three bedrooms, but they use in the office as a fourth bedroom. And um, it's just beautiful. It's absolutely moving ready. It's, um, it's gorgeous. You wouldn't have to do one thing to it and... Um, They've got uh, just every detail has been taken care of, so it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I was looking at the pictures today, and it looks beautiful. And um, we actually posted it. So if you follow Boston Connect Real Estate on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see our post. Um, I know I shared it to all of the Connect pages. Michelle, I think you saw it too. Um, you know, it's just it's beautiful. I mean, it, yeah. it's a it's a great I home. Let's see, I complain about, no, I don't complain about having buyers, but I say we're inundated with buyers. I wish I had a buyer for that one because mm -hmm. it, it really is very, very pretty. Yep. And I would love yeah. to have somebody go into that mm -hmm. one. Yeah. yeah um, Michelle, are you doing any open houses? I know it's it's only Tuesday and it went on the market today, um, but have are you planning? Are you doing showings now? What, what are What's your strategy with this one? So this one we're doing showings and... Um, I'm having an open house, in-person open house on Saturday. So I'm doing some showings on Thursdays and Thursday and Friday um, in the afternoon, and then open house on Saturday from 11 to 2, no appointment needed. Um, just come on by, and um, 
you know, just follow COVID protocols as far as we're just going to ask people to just remove their shoes when they come in. Um, I'm going to provide booties if they um, don't want to do that. But other than that, it's um, just come on by. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you said it's a... Yeah, so some of the things I will say is um, it does have um, a new master bathroom and bud, uh, mudroom. The has a distressed solid hickory hardwood flooring. It has a gas fireplace that is surrounded by historic bricks and um, has a wood mantle that was um, custom made from a sawmill in New York. Oh, and wow. it has hmm. a... Um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful and... Um, Fenced in backyard, um, private backyard, central AC. So literally, it's just moving ready. Yeah, it's really nice. And um, okay, so it's three bedrooms. How many baths? Um, two full baths. Two full baths. And then what is it on the market for? It's on the market for four nineteen nine. Oh, nice. That's, that's nice. I, 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 I really wish I had a buyer for it. Jeepers I've been racking my brain. It's really been, nice. I've I seen know. it. Yeah. The people, I know that they meticulously maintained it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. But I know, um, you know, the buyers, I mean, they're your clients here, you had been working with them and, you know, the approach that they ended up taking in order to get their offer accepted, you know, or to try to get an offer accepted on another property was really not to even have a home sale contingency as part of their offer, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. And were you yes, finding um, that a little bit of a struggle? Like how was that whole process trying to find them something? I know that you've put in several offers. Um, yeah. So, so I've been working with them for a year and a half and, um, you know, it was a little tougher only because we were tied to one town, um, looking specifically in one town, um, but, you know, we, this is our, I think we put in eight offers. So it was, you know, tough and, you know, it's tough out there for buyers. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that um, when the White House comes along, it's meant to be. And um, the, the one that we found for them was certainly the house that was meant for them. So we're oh. excited about that. And now excited to sell their house for the, the next person who's going to be mm-hmm. um, the, the lucky homeowner. Perfect. I'm going to find one. <laughs> Michelle, why don't you give the address again and the time of your open house again uh, this weekend? And if anybody wants to set up a, a personal one-on-one appointment with Michelle, she can show you the property as well, too. So uh, why don't you give everyone the address, the time of your open house, and your contact information, Michelle, so everybody can get in touch with you. Okay. The address again is um, 12 Cynthia Ave in Pembroke. And I'm having an open house this Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And if anyone would like a private showing, they can reach me at 339-788-1548. Why don't you give that number one more time? 339-788-1548. Perfect. Well, thank you, Michelle. And um, we're very happy for your clients. And I know that... Oh, we're so happy for your clients. We're so happy. We can sing a song. We'll write a jingle for them. I yeah. know. We'll do a little dance to this. <laughs> right? They decided to go. Do a little dance. Right? <laughs> I'll say the next part of it, but you know. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Michelle. Well, good okay, work. Thank and, you. Uh, all Thanks right. So we'll talk Have to you soon. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, so cute. I mean, I love it. I love the I love the house. It looks yeah. cute. Obviously, I haven't seen it in person, but I will see it. And Michelle, I will be at your open house this weekend. But mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna stop by too. I'm gonna yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find somebody. Yeah, it looks great. It mm-hmm. looks great. 
Mary's going to find somebody. I'm going to find somebody. <laughs> like, I, I got to reach out to all our buyers who are like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, see if yeah. they're still, yeah. if they're ready to jump yeah. back in. You'll get somebody. Um, there's two other things that I want to touch upon for the stay before we go on to the go, because, you know, again, we are real estate agents and we do try to sell houses. So, uh, first one, uh, was, um, competing with the rise of new construction. Oh, it's crazy. So Mary, you sort of, uh, have a grasp on the whole new construction wild card over there. But, um, I put this in here because if, Okay. Say you're not like Sharon who wants to keep up with the times and update because you are going to be staying there. Um, Say that you still have sort of the, the lime greens, Mm -hmm. the pinks, the mints, all that stuff. You know, this is what you have to compete with. So it's new construction. It's, it's new. It's what's, what's going on right now. It's the whites, it's the grays. It's, you know, if you don't have that and you want to be in the same price range as maybe some new construction around you, it might not work in your favor. Mm -hmm. Um, Mary, do you have anything to say about new construction? (laughs) I think it's really, it's, it's tough because, and I've said this before, and it's even more evident now just with what new construction is facing from um, a material standpoint and just how excessively they've had to adjust their pricing um, Mm -hmm. based off of the availability of workers and what they're getting charged. Yeah. The cost of materials and what they're getting charged lumber, especially. Um, I think it's very difficult right now, even like it used to be resale versus new construction resale. You're probably going to get an older house that needs to be updated and Mm -hmm. needs to be renovated, most likely on a better lot Mm -hmm. in a mature neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, And I used to say for a lesser price point, Mm -hmm. Um, or you could do new construction and you'll get probably a smaller house completely redone. You get to pick out your own finishes most likely in today's world on a smaller lot in a not so established neighborhood where you'll have to deal with construction for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they would kind of equal each other out. Those were your two options. Now, I I find that the resales are just as expensive Mm -hmm. as the new construction, but the new construction, they can't keep up with demand because so for resales, your competing offers say you have 20 bids on one house. So people are like, well, at that point, I'm all the way up. I'm $120,000 over asking. I'm in a completely different price bracket. I might as well just new, do new construction. But now new construction has come up to meet those competitive offers mm-hmm. just based off of cost and material. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're at the same level. It's just new construction. You can't, they're selling out. Mm-hmm. They're selling out with, you know, before the road is even in at this point. Yeah. Um, and I do think that that has a lot to do with the also the fact of I think that new construction is selling out as quickly as it is because there isn't anything else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and that is one of the things, too, when it comes to, you know, a resale property. I feel if you haven't done your house over already and you're not going to enjoy some of it, the return on that investment, then don't do it because the buyers right now don't give a darn. 
They really don't. They just want a house. And it's more about that for them, getting into the house, getting, you know, on the, you know, the neighborhood that they want, maybe, or the location to the commuter rail that they want, or whatever it is that they're looking for. I feel like it's the first time in a very long time, I would probably say since 2004, 2005, for me, that the buyers just don't even actually care about avocado green or any of those items. So do not make the investment to make any adjustments because you're not go- you're not going to get that money back, but you're still going to get the same sale price. So why spend it to be like if it costs you $75,000 to make repairs and you're still going to end up at the same sale price, save the 75 grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Yes, but there also is that mentality of like, oh, I I spent $75,000 on this. I should get $150,000 like in my investment. That doesn't work that way though. Yeah. So uh, I feel like there are a lot of sellers that will do the improvements and then want so much more for it because Mm -hmm. they they did that. But I can get behind doing like exterior improvements Mm -hmm. or or like a nice landscaping job. Like curb appeal. Yeah. More Mm -hmm. curb appeal items and maybe some touch ups, uh, touch up the wood rot and things like that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Before doing anything majorly on the interior because no matter what you do, somebody else is probably going to want to do it differently. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's on the outside that counts, Mary, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, oh, of course. Yeah. Well, one of, you know, the new listing that we had over on um, 88 Owls Head Bluff Road, which we were working with, I had accompanied showings last week. So I had 30 accompanied showings last week into the weekend. And I actually enjoyed my time there, by the way, uh, overlooking Silver Lake. And um, she has a cork floor in her kitchen. And, you know, cork floor is very expensive, but there was sort of an issue with somebody who had painted and all this other stuff. And she wanted to replace it before we went on the market. And I was like, don't bother. Nobody cares. Not one person asked me about the cork floor. And and then I brought it up and people would say, oh, I did notice how like soft it felt on, you know, when I was standing in here, not one person thought anything of it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They, people weren't looking down. They were looking out at, the, yeah. at Silver Lake. Um, you mentioned earlier home equity line. Did you want to mm-hmm. talk about that? In yeah. regard to saying, yeah. So if you are, you know, deciding to, that you you can't sort of manipulate, or I don't even want to say manipulate, but manipulate your timeline, or sort of figure out where you're going to go, because right now, again, you know, we're getting we're so above what the market is and our sale prices are going to stay that way for a while because now things are selling. So that's what our comps are. So if you want to take advantage of, you know gaining that extra equity in your house, but you don't know where you want to go, but you want to be, you know, so you don't want to put your house in the market. So Mary will tell you as a buyer that you're not going to look very appealing appealing to somebody selling their house because you don't have your house on the market yet. So you're not really going to have a chance to win that. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, whether I have 40 offers, which we had a few weeks ago on Herringbrook, or if you have six offers, which we just had on Oak Bluffs this week, Oaks Bluff this weekend. No, Owl's Head. Owl's Head. What is Oaks Bluff? I'm, I, I want to go <laughs> to the venue. Are you in the cave? <laughs> yeah. I was, supposed to, I, was, I was supposed to go to the vineyard this past oh, yeah, weekend, but we canceled weekend. it. Yeah, we canceled it for the listing, actually. Yeah. But, you know, regardless of how many you get, the first people to generally go are the ones who have something to sell. So if you want to sort of position yourself in a really good place for that offer, my suggestion is, is that you have a really strong down payment and a very strong, like a very low 
um, financing. financing. So your loan to value ratio is very, very low. Well, how do you do that if you don't want to take money out of 401k? Perhaps you get a home equity line of credit or you get a home equity loan. So if you do that now, before you come on the market, you can have the equity that you have in your home to put towards your next home because we know 100%, chances are, it's going to sell. So now you have that money. So yeah, you might have a home sale contingency, which again, my hairy leg syndrome, right? That's your, mm, uh, do I really want to go with this person? But then you say, look, um, I'm only going for 50% of the loan. We don't have to worry about an appraisal. I think with that, you have to be careful to make sure you actually, you, what your sale price ends up being, because you do have to pay the home equity line off. Yeah. It, when, well, when you sell, I mean, t- when you get the loan, you'd have to have an appraisal anyways, but sure. you, and you're not going to go for all of the equity that you have in your house, but mm-hmm. a good portion of it. So you can make your offer stronger. The reason why I say to think about that is because if you want to do that, you can't like find the house and say, oh, okay, I'm going to get a home equity yeah, you have now. To and you have to do have that done before you put your house on the market. Again, we're not financial advisors. We're not financial planners. We're not accountants. But to me, that would be a good way to sort of have some liquidity and liquid equity mm. in your hands. It's mm. a shiny object in your offer. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I read, so I don't know if it applies to stay or go. It's just a, a, a fun little fact here. I read earlier that um, open floor um, concepts are becoming less popular Mm -hmm. because people have been staying at home and they're noticing that when they have an open floor plan, you're limited to what you can do with the space. So, um, you know, it's the people who, you know, were working from home the past year and needed Mm -hmm. that extra room for their office, you know, or needed the extra room for a school (laughs) to teach their kids. Uh, when it's open, you know, it's the, the kitchen, living, dining area. It's, it's all, that's what it is. Like, unless you just throw a desk somewhere and then it just looks out of place. But if it's more closed off, then, okay, you can make it an office. You can make it a bedroom. You can make it a schoolroom. You mm-hmm. can make it a, your gym, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unless you put your Peloton in the middle of the living room in front of the TV. I feel like that's what I would do because like mm-hmm. I'd probably live in a square but something yeah i read it earlier where it's like open floor plans are becoming um less popular um by Gracie and by mark mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's just my fun fact of the day it's it's actually very true so i've we've actually gone out on a couple of cmas and just while we're staying uh, we're talking about staying or going some of our clients um their decisions to go have been based off of you know, um, now they have to, or not have to, but they're going to potentially be working from home for three to four days a week, both of them, plus the kids. Now the kids are going back to uh, school. So it's not as, Mm -hmm. you know, pressing, but with them being at home, they need their separate spaces. Like one was at a kitchen dining room table, the other was Mm -hmm. at an island. And it's kind of like, Okay, well, we're both within an earshot of each other trying to have. Oh, and too, yeah, like I'm sorry to cut you off. I think about like our clients that, you know, we're actually closing on their house uh, next week or the week after. And they were both working from home and they had a high school senior at home and they had a first year college student at home. 
and they're all like in their separate rooms with all the doors shut and everything, like just because they were working from home. So thank goodness those days are going to be behind us. And how about if we give the number again? So if you're um, interested in our topic tonight, well, great. We're happy about that. (laughs) So are uh, you thinking about staying or going? Yeah. Is that a big question that you have? Like, what are your questions regarding staying or going? Do you stay or do you go now? So uh, give us a call. Ben is at studio and he can pipe you right through to us at our home studio here at Boston Connect Real Estate, who is the sponsor of this show for McNamara Broker Team, uh, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. Give us a ring a ling. I just watched Marley watch Mark drive off with Grace in his lab and she's so upset. Mm, so apparently Mark didn't get my text. No, <laughs> look at her. She's so sad. Mm. Um, all right, let's 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 move on to go now that we only have 10 minutes mm. <laughs> left in the show. Uh, there's the ding dong. Um, so <laughs> we and we're not minutes. talking about a person that just walked into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so... <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about go. So yes, you should sell your house. Um, sort of let's give a, a little bit of an update. So what are we seeing with private showings, open houses? Are we still doing open houses? Sharon, I feel like you say you don't sell a house during an open house. Like people mm. buy a house from a showing mm. or, um, you know, do you still think that that's true in today's market or what's your thoughts on it? I think it has a lot to do with the price range that you're in. So if you're in a higher price range, it tends to be like, this isn't your first time selling, I mean, buying a house. So you tend to already have a buyer's agent that's working with you. Um, I just think maybe in some of the, you know, first time home buyer sort of demographic, those homes, I guess, open houses are good. Um, I think it's a good way for, you know, people to get into the house when their agent is busy. You know what I mean? So I guess that's how I feel. I guess when I'm at an open house, I think a lot of agents in the past used to want to do open houses so they could find new buyer clients because if you come into an open house, you probably want to buy a house. Uh, For me, it's always been, the focus has always been on selling that very house that I'm in right then and there. So uh, there are times where I feel like it's important to do it, uh, but there are certain times that I just think, "Mm." It's not really necessary. I think it's house specific. Mm. It's very dependent on um, the house itself. But in general, I'm kind of a proponent of open houses because I do think, you know, as as a buyer's agent, it it can be very difficult for me to get to some of these houses when they're doing no showings until the open houses. So yes, that's different. Yeah. So what, and I think I would love to see our industry stop doing that. Yes, (laughs) Um, please. If we could stop holding all the showings until the open houses, that would be fantastic. I think it's um, setting a very, very difficult um, precedent and good buyers agents want to be out there with their clients and mm-hmm. they want to attend these things with them. And sometimes they don't have the opportunity because a good buyer's agent also has listings. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, I really do feel like we did our clients a lot of justice this year when we, we stayed committed to, you know, safely getting people through their property. So if we put a house on the market on a Wednesday that you can have showings all day, Thursday, all day, Friday, all day, Saturday. And then on Sunday, we can have the open house. So we're allowing a mixture of both. And I think that that's really important. And I think holding off on offers, I feel was a thing that people would do just to try to anticipate getting more offers 
but for me, the reason why I wanted to hold offers is just to give everybody the opportunity to get through the house. hundred percent. Yeah. I actually had a conversation and I'm just going to harp on this for one more second. Then I'll let it go. I had a conversation with an agent earlier today who put, um, put a house on market today. They're holding all of the showings until the open house is starting on Saturday. Um, and then in the same conversation, they are willing to accept an offer almost if it blows them out of the water almost immediately. So there's potential that it, it could go on Saturday in that two hour block, that two hour window, 11 to one is the open house and or, and or immediately afterwards if we're only showing during that time period. And it just, I understand, I understand she explained to me the situation and I get it, um, but it's very difficult for a lot of people to make that time by buyers, agents, buyers, um, and just in general, I think you're really limiting the, yes. the demographic of people that could get And your fiduciary there. responsibility is to your seller. And I'm letting you know right now, if you're a seller and I don't, hey, every agent has a different way of doing things. But honestly, I don't think if some, we call those bully offers. If somebody gives you an offer that, hey, blows you out of the water, how do you know that another one isn't going to blow you out of the water by another $25,000? Well, you're not going to know that. My suggestion is hold all the offers. Don't look at the offers. Have them all go in at the same time. So you don't have that situation where you're tempted to take something where you could potentially, every single time we've done that, Mary, we've gotten more than what that initial bully offer was. I it just drives me crazy. Me too. I think that that story is bananas because uh, you have put a house on the market. So now you are letting buyers virtually see a house for four days, get excited. You're going to cause chaos at your open house and they could potentially lose out on it because before they even get to see it before they even get to see it. I mean, it's just wild to me. Why put it on so early then? Yeah. Then don't put it on the Four market days. and hold offers. You I'm asking I mean? you, Mary. I, yeah, beat, beats me. I was like, oh, yeah. Tuesday? They're probably um, not. Maybe they're doing a broker open house. Yeah, I had but. one of the one of our agents um, ask about Owl's Head because um, you guys put it on the market at the beginning of last week, had showings all week, didn't do an open house because mm-hmm. you gave people five days to see it. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't that sort of house that you would do an open house at. Um, mm-hmm. It's very much a private showing. Enjoy the the view. Take your time. Take your time um, type, of, type of house. So um, you gave everybody an opportunity to see it within those five days. And, and Well, and it cracks me up. The agents that are still calling me like, oh, I just noticed it. Well, where were you? Yeah. I put it on the market Monday. Yeah. And here's the other thing too is, you know, you're going to, okay, so you have people who want to see it since they put it on the market today. They can't get in there until Saturday, but the seller has the opportunity to accept an offer before you even get to step foot into the house. So you're pushing people to make a decision within a two hour time period. If they're one of the lucky ones to get in the door within the first half hour, because now if they put an offer in right then and there, the seller could take it, right? I can't buy a pair of shoes on Zappos in 15 minutes, sitting at my couch with a glass of Chianti, watching a fireplace and a movie. Okay. So how you expect people to make that decision? One, it's irresponsible as an agent to expect that of a buyer and it's not fair. And it's your fiduciary responsibility to your seller to get the most amount of money with the best terms and conditions for them. And doing that with a half hour is not 
make any sense. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm uh, so I, angry yeah. about our industry <laughs> doing have, this. I have uh, had a pair of boots in my uh, bag for the past like six months on DSW and they're, yeah. they're on sale now, but I still can't bring myself to pay that. They're 60 bucks. Why can't I just buy them? Why can't I buy them? Yeah. And imagine buying a $500,000 house with, without a home inspection, waiving your mortgage contingency, giving your firstborn, giving them your cat and your dog. Like seriously, people. Yeah. I was actually um, one of the, one of our uh, listings. I um, covered for something recently and they didn't even know that the pool was salt water. <laughs> so uh, they probably came in and no out idea so no idea so mm-hmm. that was fun um but it, it was I mean it was great they thought it was great you know they were like wow okay that's better you well, know and that's so, the other thing too you know, is you gotta pay attention one, to these things we, you know you have been doing for years you've been doing our book for us that we leave at the property so everybody has all of the facts about the house well we also attach that to MLS right yeah and we, I am so surprised that every time somebody comes into my listing and I'm like, they're like, oh, can you get me a copy of that? And I'm like, it's on MLS. Like, it's literally on MLS. Mm. Whip out your phone, take a picture of the damn thing right now. But like, we, what are you doing? Are you really being responsible mm. as a buyer's agent right now? I'm angry. Yeah. All right. We only have like two minutes. There's a couple okay. things that I do want to talk about. Quiet. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you're the, heated, the, big question, my dog. the big question is why are sellers waiting to sell? I honestly, like any time is the best time to sell. So they have at, no place at, any to point, go. at any point, so, you know, any, there's no like spring markets, like you, you can sell a house at any point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> preparing your home to sell. We talked about this. Is there less preparation needed to sell now? Now, I think yes. Um, as is yes. question mark. Yeah, but there it is less pressure to get the house perfect. But look at Herringbrook, which was perfect. Yeah, right? one minute. We had 40 offers on that because yeah. it was perfect. It was perfect. You want 40 offers? Perfect. Oh, there you go. Make, it, make it perfect. <laughs> uh, question. Will we see an end of uh, the COVID impact on the market? No. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel we'll end with this. Yeah, I just feel, you know, we're not going to have the same, you know, um, you know, standards of, you know, masked and all that. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I think we're, we'll probably start seeing some more listings come on the market. And I think prices are going to continue to rise. That's how I feel. Agree. All right. Sell your house. <laughs> now is the time, especially if you have some place to go. So if you have that summer place, then I think it's time to make that year round and sell your house because you're going to really do well on that. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's it. Peace out. All right. Bye. <laughs> no callers again tonight. No callers. No callers. Next week.